I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Time for US Sports, so Donny Manny of Bulls.ie and formerly of this parish, you're welcome. Well Joe, good to see you again. How you doing man? Hey, I'm good. The World Series is starting tonight. World Series starts tonight. New York Mets and Kansas City Royals. Yeah, just the thought of the World Series, I gotta say, it just kind of, all I, I get sort of um, mandolins playing in my mind and I cast my mind back to the great baseball games I've watched in my lifetime. There's just nothing like the World Series. Will this grip Americans? Will this get a huge audience right across America? It really depends on whether the New York Mets deliver, I think, because Kansas City Royals, nice story, underdogs, you know, good guys and everything like that. But the Mets, New York, there's something about that team and about the city. It resonates. Um, and Nationally? Nationally. Well, I... <laughs> I think so. It'll they'll sell it. And Fox will sell it hard, um, and it'll really catch the media's imagination, and I mm. think the public imagination. If the Mets can can uh, can 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 do this, now I don't know. We'll we'll see. If it's a, if the Royals sweep them, obviously it's not going to you know people move on. We'll see. It, it we it could it should be good. The Mets are compelling, and the Royals are too in their way. One of the reasons the Mets are there is that they swept aside our team. Mm. The the off the Chicago, balls team, yeah. The Chicago Cubs in four games last week. They dispatched them with ease. With ease. Surprising ease. Yeah. We wanted, we, you know, back, me and you, we were the first guys on this Cubs bandwagon back in Way April. before April. Yeah. April. Everyone's tweeting about it now. Oh, the Cubs, the Cubs, the Cubs. April is when we got on this bandwagon. We saw something in that team. Yeah. Not many, I don't think Chicago people saw that, but we <laughs> did. And we were talking about them back then. Yeah. They got hot in the playoffs. Yeah. And. You know, we were thinking maybe this would be the year that, two, yeah. 1908, yeah. maybe this would be the year. We started that journey back in April with Ron Rappaport of the uh, Chicago Sun-Times formerly. And, um, well, Ron, here we are, 107 years and counting. What else is new, guys? <laughs> you know, I got I, I to gotta tell you that, um, uh, it, it, you know, it's one thing to lose, okay? Cubs are used to that. And it's another thing to lose in four games. You know that 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 can happen, and it's another thing I suppose to to lose four games where you never had the lead, you never had a chance. But when the final games came along, and the Mets were up six to nothing before everybody had taken their seats, you knew that this was really this was really Cubs luck. What you have to remember is that during the regular season, the Cubs won seven more games than the Mets did, but. When it came down to playoff time, the Mets just played sensational baseball. I, when they played the Dodgers and the Cubs back-to-back, you know, beating mm. them both in the playoff, within one week, they faced three of the best Cy Young award-winning candidates you were ever going to see. Zach Ranke and Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, Jake Arrieta of the Cubs. You know, it, that race, it, those three guys had such a good season that any of them could win, and you couldn't complain about it. 
I mean, we think Ranky's going to probably win it. The Mets treated them as if they were just, you know, minor leaguers. Yeah. They just beat them all within one week. They played sensational baseball, and their pitching was great, too. So, uh, again, you know, the, the Cubs are back where they started. But i got to tell you one thing. This is, this is Cubs fans for you. The day after the Cubs were defeated, not two days later, but the day after, in the same papers that were reporting the loss, you know, the end of the season, how tragic it was. Somebody wrote a column, and this was the headline. Are the Cubs um, going to be a dynasty? Yeah. <laughs> They're already looking ahead to next year and the year after that and the year after that with this very good team that just got smashed <laughs> because, by the Mets. Because I was reading Those about, are Cub fans for you. Yeah, sure, about Game 4 at Wrigley Field, you know, the friendly confines. Once they're not chanting asshole repeatedly at Steve Bartman, they're they're pretty good people. <laughs> and so, you know, even in Game 4 when they knew they were out at Wrigley Field... There was a, a party atmosphere. Cubs fans were just, hey, this is just what we do. They were enjoying it, which seems extraordinary. Well, once they came to once they came to their senses and realized that they couldn't be they couldn't be there to enjoy the game. The game is over. Mm. It was over after two innings. You know, other fans it might get angry over. though. Right. Well, then they just what was the point of that? Are you going to be <laughs> angry for nine innings, or you might, you might as well just have a good time? Yeah. I mean, they've done it for all these years. They hang out and drink beer, and it really doesn't matter whether to win or lose. It is a little sad that the last game of the playoffs, you know, with, with a World Series berth on the line, that it should be just like another losing game in July. Yeah. You know, but those are Cub fans for you. Gotta love them. And, Ron, I, I presume this optimism is comes down to the, the sense that there's so many really talented young players who, who kind of came up this year with the Cubs, and, you know, the future is really bright if they can kind of hold on to these guys. Yeah, no, they, they, these these young players are going to be good, and I think they're. And we're talking about offense now. The question is the pitching, but it could be that that one of the reasons that the Cub offense went so 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 bad during the playoffs, aside from the fact that the Mets were throwing really great pitching at them, was that there was their inexperience. They just hadn't been faced with that kind of pressure before. On the other hand, those Mets pitchers that were shutting them down were pretty young too. And there were some question marks about them. And they acted as if it was just, you know, spring training. Yeah. you got to hand it to the Mets. They were really great. You know what really grates on Cub fans is that the last, is that the, the, the great debacle of the entire 108 years was 1969, when there were many games ahead of the Mets, six or seven, with, a, with less than a week to play, or a week or so to play. And the Mets beat them, went on to win the World Series, their first World Series. Mm. That really hurt. So now, what is it, 45, 50 years later, almost 50 years later, they did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then finally, we have the New York Mets and Kansas City Royals in Kansas tonight, World Series starting. Donnie quite likes the Mets because they have guys with long hair. How do you see this World Series going? Well, I like the Mets because they have really good pitching. And and I also like them because of Daniel Murphy. I mean, this guy is just a a legend. Oh yeah, We, 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 We can claim him, surely. Daniel Murphy? Absolutely, he's got to, He's got to be from the old side someplace. <laughs> anyway, you know he hit he hit four homers in four games in a row, and now it's the fifth game, and the Mets are already ahead by seven or eight runs, and in the eighth inning he hits another one just for show. You know that one didn't even matter. Mm. That that's how, how well that was going. Um, I was listening to what you were saying before about TV ratings. I don't think they're going to be real high in Los Angeles and Chicago, but you're absolutely right. If the Mets do well. First, they've got that 
you know, that great New York audience, the biggest in the country. And and they are a fun team. And if they do well, people will, um, I, I, I think people will tune in. It'll be interesting to see. Okay. Listen, Ron, uh, we'll talk to you next spring. 2016 is going to be the year. I can feel it. <laughs> okay. Get your kicks in 2016. <laughs> Good to talk to you. Thanks a million. Ron Rappaport there, of uh, formerly of the Chicago Sun-Times, long-suffering. Two pop culture notes on the, uh, on the Cubs losing the World, not winning the World Series this year. Mm-hmm. One, th- turns out the movie Back to the Future 2 is not a prophecy, as people will have noted when they watched Back to the Future 2 last week when it was all in the news and everything. On the cover of USA Today, it says that the Chicago Cubs sweep and win the World Series over Miami. Not true, obviously, now. Sure. That, that movie is fiction, not fact. Also, one thing I really liked was that... In Game 4, when the Cubs' backs were against the wall and all you know was really lost, rather than bring out this sort of hero of past years to uh, throw out the first pitch, what they opted to do was bring out a actor, an obscure actor who played a guy in a movie. The movie's called Rookie of the Year. It's oh, yeah. a 1994 film yeah, yeah, yeah. about a kid who suffers a freak accident and becomes... It's a really fast arm. Is Kevin Costner in that? No, but some other... B-listers are, and this guy, uh, Henry Rowan Gartner, is the the guy's name in the in the film. His uh, the character. Yeah. They brought him out in the movie. This guy wins the World Series for the Cubs. I, I I watched this film a ton of times as a kid. It's a brilliant movie. I think the actor's name is like Thomas Ian Nickel. Yeah. And rather than bring out like an actual legend of the team, the yeah. Cubs were so at peace with losing this game that they brought out. This actor, this who nobody remembers, to throw out the first pitch and get all this nostalgia going for one of the one of the only times where the Cubs actually managed to win the World Series in sure. the fictional Hollywood world yeah. of Rookie of the Year. I'm not thinking of um, Field of Dreams, by the way, when I no. say Costner. Was Charlie Sheen in that film? There was some kind of American guy with the kid who was... The kid joined the team. Yeah. He, the kid was a professional baseball he, player. He was... A, he, somehow... <laughs> This 13-year-old becomes a pro baseball player. Yeah, he, he broke his arm. Yeah. Broke his arm. And, and then, then when the cast was taken off, it turned out he could throw the, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a 200-mile-an-hour fastball. It was a, I mean, I haven't seen it, obviously, since I was too young to have all my critical sure. uh, faculties. But at the time... Oh, look, it's a good movie. It was a great do, movie. And do you know why it's a great movie? Go on. Because in the, towards the end of the season, in the World Series... Dennis Quaid. Den- okay, Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know who Dennis Quaid was? He was like the um, the aging superstar, yeah. you know, in his last year or two. And yeah. the, ki- the kid takes Dennis Quaid's place. A bit surly. I think Dennis Quaid hooks up with the kid's mother. Oh, that might happen. She's, I think she's a single yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. am I right in thinking that the kid loses his powers to throw the ball At really the last fast? game. <laughs> but yes. You are correct. But what's, what's the name of the movie again? Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. The, the kid re-breaks his arm. Exactly. Loses the power in his arm. And I think Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid wins the World Series for them. The Cubs. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I think Dennis Quaid wins the World Series and the kid's mom and the kid run onto the field and they all hug. This is what, I mean, these are what dreams are made of here. I didn't know that these baseball movies made it over to Ireland. So I was Three stars on IMDb. Look, I I really liked it. I saw it in the cinema in 1994. Really, really good movie. Um, Brilliant. I'm with you. It's a a phenomenal movie. Look, and before we go, I just want to say the Mets are playing in the World Series tonight. Yeah. What is, you're, I know you're talking about Steve Bartman in that interview. Yeah. I watched uh, the ESPN Steve Bartman thing again over the weekend just because it's so damn good. Yeah. Get your head around the 1986 World Series though. When you, you want to talk about goats. This guy, Bill Buckner, playing oh, for the Mets. Yeah. He's all over the, yeah. the ESPN 30 for 30. We should talk to him some night. Well, he's hard to track down. He had to go into, into hiding in Idaho. And yeah. it's only because the Red Sox won the World Series in 04 that he was allowed back into the public domain. Yeah. But 
The Mets won the World Series in 86 because of his disaster. The Mets haven't won the World Series since, right? So before I came in here tonight, I, I just had to go through this and watch this again. It's really painful viewing. Mm-hmm. Amazing to watch. It, the whole game is on YouTube. It's a three-hour game. The Mets, short story, long story short, they're down to their last out in the 10th inning, down two runs, and somehow the Red Sox choke in the most horrible, excruciating form. Yeah. And this guy, poor guy, Bill Buckner, Buckner makes, makes the most the public... Fuck. Yeah, public disaster. Anyway, because um, Alex Gibney, who makes the ESPN Thirty for Thirty about mm. Steve Bartman, the fan, uh, he was a Red Sox fan, so he always remembered Buckner. Yeah. So, so a lot of the ESPN Thirty for Thirty on on Bartman is about Buckner's redemption. Oh, right. Okay. His, in his press conference the day he comes out to throw the first pitch uh, yeah. for the Red Sox, for the for the Red Sox, he, he completely breaks down in the press conference. I mean, the guy Terrible. he had to, he just had to go into hiding. Yeah. yeah his yeah. whole life, one play. But that, I mean, that's how much that game meant to Red Sox fans. Sure. And I'm sure, you know, he was an aging dude. He should have been... There was 20 other screw-ups that day. His is the one that was remembered. His was the most public. Yeah. Uh, the Mets are back in the World Series, and they're going to try to do what they haven't done since that night, well, since that 1986 World Series. We should uh, talk about scapegoats in American sports. Yeah. Tonight. Uh, Gary Boosie, not Dennis Quaid. I was misinformed. Oh. That's far less glamorous. But it was still the same. It was him who did all the stuff. He was the aging pro. Okay. Okay. Uh, way over time. Thanks for coming in. Okay. Um, let's watch Rookie of the Year at some stage this week and reconvene next Tuesday. We'll have a big... Actually, I'm not here. I'm on holidays. Screw you. <laughs> uh, League of Ireland next. Off the ball. Getting inside the game. Sponsored by Ireland's favourite car brand, Ford. Go further.